Imagine, a world where you can touch without physically being there. Intriguing, really. It defies the norms of physical presence. It's our story today. Right. We've got Sonia, a software developer, existing mostly in her room, immersed in her work and online games. And what about the guy? We have Kane, a shy inventor with a revolutionary gadget, a haptic vest, that can make one feel touch inside virtual reality. They connect in this digital domain. Introverted tech geeks finding each other in a spot they feel most comfortable, in the digital realm. A curious setup, isn't it? Is it love or something else too modern for us to grasp yet? Only time will unveil their intriguing journey in this unusual love story, where physicality is a mere accessory. Sonia and Kane, introverts, techies, sounds like us? Quite similar, yeah, except we didn't meet in a virtual world. Now diving deeper into our lead characters. Sonia, a software developer, and Kane, an inventor. They both find comfort in their own corners of the world. Introverts are usually seen as these complex, reticent individuals. But interestingly, they turn this into strength in the digital realm. They seem to have a strong passion for technology. And this shared interest is what brings them together. Their introverted nature isn't a hindrance in this case. It's more of a catalyst, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Introversion can be advantageous in realms where direct human interaction is not mandatory. They pour their energy into their passions. For Sonia, it's gaming, and for Kane, it's inventing. It's a touching narrative, love explored through an unusual perspective. They meet and connect online, where physical appearances don't dictate impressions, a space where their avatars are their identities. That should attract a lot less judgment, right? Certainly. Anonymity can make interactions less intimidating, which is why many introverts gravitate towards online platforms. But here lies an intriguing question. Could our digital projections truly be ourselves? That's food for thought. Our digital avatars might be fragments of who we truly are, or possibly who we aspire to be. For Sonia and Kane, they connect virtually, through their shared passion, carving out their own world away from judgment or expectations. That intersection, that virtual bond, it's more than a storyline. I bet there would be listeners who resonate with them, who might even see a glimpse of their own lives. Introverts in tech, their world is unique, isn't it? It's more of a haven. They are passionate about their work, thirsting for knowledge, always exploring digital landscapes. True. Far from being a hindrance, introverts often excel in tech, where thoughtfulness, independence and focus reign supreme. Sonia, who thrives in solitude, uses this trait to fuel her passion for gaming and hacking. Space where she can let her thoughts run wild, imagine without limitations. And then there's Kane, the inventor boy. Despite being withdrawn, inexperienced in the social scene, he consolidates his energies into creating a tool that could potentially revolutionize virtual reality gaming. Let's not forget their online personas. They are their liberating masks, whatever they want them to be. But how do these digital imagined selves contribute to their path towards romance? By offer of anonymity, online platforms provide a buffer. And that, in turn, helps introverts express themselves. They connect in an uncluttered, non-judgmental digital sphere, like Sonia and Kane. They meet not through generic social protocols, but shared passions. Sonia's love for games and Kane's inventiveness creates a bond, unbridled by societal norms and expectations. So, it's their introverted nature, 
the technology that forms a bridge. The bridge that leads to a less conventional love, a heartfelt connection in a digital world. Exactly. And through virtual reality, connection gets a new facet. Sonia experiences a touch, a caress within the game space, indicating a sophisticated blend of technology and human emotion. The haptic vest, it's fascinating. How's it work? In simple terms, it translates virtual stimuli into physical sensations. Subtle motor vibrations in the vest respond to interactable elements within the game and replicate the sensation of being touched on a physical level. Imagine feeling the weight of your armour in a game or the impact of a strike. That's the power of a haptic vest. But how realistic is it? Can it truly replicate the nuances of human touch? The realism depends on the technology behind it. With advanced AI and tactile feedback, the experience can be incredibly immersive. It won't be the same as human touch, but it's getting closer than what we could have imagined just a few years ago. Yeah, imagine training in a virtual world and actually feeling the strain and effort. Would make workout regimen not only effective, but also interesting. True, Ryan. And it's not just limited to gaming and fitness. The potential uses of this technology are vast. Virtual medical training, remote explorations, the possibilities are endless. It can revolutionise the human-computer interaction. But for Sonia, it heightened her gaming experience, brought her closer to Kane. A touch, a connection that transcended the digital barrier. The idea of virtual touch amplifying the connection is intriguing. It could pave the way for uncharted emotional experiences, not only in gaming, but also in creating lived reality extensions of our own physical world. But isn't it a little unsettling to perceive real touch in a virtual world? Maybe for some. Like any technology, adaptation and acceptance can vary. Yet this could be a way of enhancing human experiences, shaping a whole new dimension where we can interact, connect and feel. But what about the challenges of creating a haptic vest? Well, Ryan, like any tech innovation, the haptic vest isn't without its hurdles. There's the issue of precision. The finer the nuance of touch, the more precise the mechanism of the vest has to be. Complex tech implies a complex design, and that increases the cost of production. Cost is a factor, but a bigger concern could be safety. How are makers ensuring that prolonged use won't have adverse effects on users? The safety concerns are real, Nari. While physically, wearers may not be doing much, their senses are tricked into believing they're experiencing these intense movements. How this might affect the body in the long run hasn't been fully explored. I can see misuse being a problem too. Could this tech be used to inflict virtual harm, even if it's not physical pain? Absolutely, Ryan. It opens a potential avenue for cyber abuse, and that's where regulations come into play. To ensure that users' virtual experiences remain safe and respectful, development of such technology would need to be monitored and regulated. So much potential, yet so many complications. Do you think it's worth it, Chloe? For all its drawbacks, Nari, the haptic vest is an innovation that adds a new dimension to virtual experiences. The key is to develop it responsibly, address the challenges as they come, and maintain a balance between thrill of innovation and safeguard of ethics. Can we actually fall in love in the virtual world? Yes, Ryan. People can feel love in the virtual realm. Just like Kane and Sonia, many tech savvies seek comfort and companionship in the digital space. 
Digital love is not just about exchanging texts or video chats. It's about experiencing emotions through virtual reality, connecting at a deeper level, sharing a common virtual world, which could be as real and profound as physical relationships. Chloe, do you believe it's actually possible to feel the same depth of emotional connection as we do in the physical world? A tricky question, Nari. Physical presence indeed plays a significant role in a relationship. However, the story of Sonia and Kane suggests an alternative possibility. In the absence of physical touch, emotions are transferred through virtual experiences, complex algorithm-based games, simulated touch, and shared digital spaces, instigating a unique connection. In real life, we pick up subtle cues from body language. We touch. We feel our partner's presence. How can a virtual relationship compete with that? You're right, Ryan. The uniqueness in a virtual relationship lies in the strong emotional bond, which compensates the lack of physicality. After all, the essence of a relationship is understanding, compatibility, respect, and shared experiences, which can truly exist in the virtual world. So it's likely a boon for introverted people like Sonia and Kane, right? We talk about touch in the virtual world, but let's consider emotions. With Sonia and Kane both drawn to technology and isolation from the outside world, how do you think they developed such a deep romantic bond in their shared virtual realm? If I had to guess, Chloe, I would say that their shared passion for technology and similar lifestyle probably played a role. People often bond over shared hobbies and interests. The real question is, can that bond be as strong as the ones formed in the physical world? That's a thought-provoking point, Ryan. Interestingly, psychological fact suggests wonderful possibilities. People can form strong emotional attachments virtually. The triggers, like shared activities, hobbies and conversations, are the same as the real world. So why shouldn't one expect the same outcomes? But hasn't it always been about the shared experiences? The way we understand each other's sentiments in moments? How expressively we respond? These are the cornerstones of building emotional bonds. However, in the virtual world, the emotions are expressed differently. They are in the form of codes, algorithms, game wins and avatars. So you're suggesting that as long as those cornerstones exist, the form doesn't matter? That's how Sonia and Kane broke the shell. Their encounters, shared emotions and interactions in the virtual world created a connection, a bond. It isn't that what love is all about. The ability to understand and share feelings with each other. The essence of love, indeed. But it's also about the longing to be together, to touch, to feel. How do they manage that part in the virtual realm? There are no physical touches, no real hugs. Nari, you struck a solid point. That's where the haptic vest came into the picture. Kane's invention allowed Sonia to feel him in the digital domain. His virtual touch had physicality to it. This physicality, coupled with the emotional bond they already developed, amplified their connection unfold. Sonia captivated us with her first interaction in the MMORPG game, wearing the haptic vest. Let's explore this magical virtual world she dwelled in, shall we? I'm more of a pickup game kind of guy, but I'm intrigued by these visual games. What were the compelling elements in this game that kept Sonia so engrossed? Perhaps the stunning graphics. We all appreciate beauty, it's human nature. Ryan, even in your basketball league, the environment and ambience affect how you play and immerse yourself in the game, right? You make a good point, Nari, especially when the court lights hit just right. 
So, the game merges reality and fantasy with its visuals? Yes, Ryan. Imagine a mystical world teeming with celestial bodies, forests sparkling with magical creatures, and landscapes that bear no resemblance to anything we've ever seen. That must have piqued Sonia's curiosity, pulling her further into the game. A charming storyline typically does the trick, right? Hun enigmatic narrative can certainly keep a player engaged. Decoding cryptic puzzles, unexpected twists and turns, each moment more thrilling than the last. This is the canvas on which Sonia and Kane painted their blossoming romance. And the haptic vest, how did it play into this? Imagine a game where a player doesn't just navigate the digital world but also feels it. Sonia didn't just defeat enemies, solve mysterious quests, or explore different terrains. She felt every action, every impact. Kane's haptic vest expanded her sensory interaction with the game tremendously. So, it acted almost like the catalyst that sparked their romance. The touch, albeit virtual, connected them on a deeper, more tangible level. Interesting how virtual touch had such a profound impact. It's definitely changing the idea of the game for me. So let's consider game design. The immersive nature, the narrative, the graphics, all crucial elements crafting a game's allure. How does that tie in with haptic technology? As an outsider to gaming, let me take a stab at this. Does it mean that if the haptic vest makes it feel like I got punched, the game must be designed in a way to match that sensation visually? Yes, exactly, Ryan. It's not about only feeling it, but also coordinating the sensation with the action in the game. In Sonia's case, experiencing the game's environment isn't limited to sights and sounds now. It includes the touch. And adding senses to gaming isn't it more holistic? I believe it would dramatically enhance user engagement and interaction, making the gaming experience more personal. Could this have been why Sonia was so engrossed in the game? Absolutely, Nari. When your senses are deep in the game, truly it becomes your universe. For instance, the feeling of harsh winds while riding a dragon, the burn in muscles after a fierce battle, or even a gentle caress. Or a punch from a fellow player, perhaps. It's certainly intriguing. I'm starting to see how this enhancement could take gaming from simply entertaining to compellingly real. Let's imagine Sonia's backstory. As a software developer, she likely had a tech-savvy upbringing. Maybe her parents were engineers, or, like me, she was introduced to coding at a young age. That's an interesting hypothesis, Chloe. Having parents involved in tech could indeed predispose her to such a career. And her introversion, could that also have emerged from her exposure to technology early in life? It's possible. I know some people who turned to technology when they felt they didn't fit well in social situations. It's not hard to picture Sonia sending emails and SMSs instead of going out and facing the crowd. Exactly, Ryan. And what about Kane? He's an inventor and an introvert. I'd assume it took a strong focus and maybe some isolation to create the haptic vest. Maybe he spent a lot of time in his lab or garage. Yes, getting lost in the process and the thrill of creating something innovative could have kept him to himself. And it might be possible that he sought solace in the virtual world because of a lack of emotional connections in reality. Sounds like he might have a similar background to Sonia. Both of them might have taken refuge in the artificial realm, possibly because they found their solace and expression there. Yes, but we know that their longing for connection went beyond that. Kane transferred touch sensation to a virtual world. Sonia was receptive despite her introverted nature. 
This speaks volumes about their deep-seated desire for connection. And it resonates with many tech enthusiasts who face similar challenges. Their shared digital world gives them an outlet to express themselves where they can't in reality. To navigate this digitally intertwined world, it's not always critical to have an extroverted personality, almost as if technology breaks down those characteristics of introversion and extroversion. We just saw Sonia and Kane, who might have struggled in real-life connections, but see how effortlessly they communicate in this virtual dimension. So you're saying technology can come off as a boon to introverts in voicing their thoughts? Exactly, Ryan. It eliminated the pressure of immediate response, giving people time to craft their thoughts, making them more comfortable expressing themselves. When you mix in elements of anonymity, the stakes are even lower. But does this mean that introverted individuals will only turn towards technology? Won't it disrupt their socialising skills in the real world? I admit that is a possibility, Nari. But what's intriguing here is how technology isn't just a scapegoat for the shy, but a gateway to a different form of social prowess. Introverts might use technology to extend their communication capabilities, not limit them. The way I see it, it may even aid in developing better interpersonal skills in reality. There's a balance. By using technology as a communication tool, not a crutch, introverts can model their virtual experiences to enhance real-life interactions turning their perceived weaknesses into their strengths. So, this augmented social prowess is sort of another skin for introverts to feel more comfortable interacting, paving the way for better connections and relationships. Just like Sonia and Kane, who've discovered this intimate bond in the artificial realm. Right, and while we're on this topic of virtual bonds, let's dive into how this haptic vest is going to circumnavigate the barriers in realizing those virtual relationships. With Sonia and Kane, we're already in uncharted territory. A virtual love story with our two introverted techies. But what if the haptic vest is just the beginning? Can you imagine them actually meeting in reality and still maintaining that connection? Reality and virtual reality are distinct realms, Ryan. Meeting face-to-face -face can introduce new dynamics. The nervousness of real human connection the awkwardness that may arise from their introverted nature, or even deciphering non-verbal cues. That's a new challenge that they may have to overcome. I can't help but think, what if their digital connection doesn't translate into the real world? What's love virtual or non-virtual without the physical experience of being together? Nari, isn't it then the same as long-distance relationships, or even, say, pen pal love stories from yesteryears? They were emotionally connected despite the physical distance. It's the emotions that make them real, tangible, or otherwise. Sonia and Kane could be similar. True, Ryan. In fact, it might make their eventual physical meeting more intense. They know each other's mind, they've shared experiences, and they share this special bond. The physical meeting could just be an extension of what they already have. But Chloe... A crucial point here is they're venturing into the complex world of emotions through an artificial medium. What if they've just been misinterpreting these virtual signals all along? For sure, Nari. There's a lot to figure out. But that's what the future episodes are for, right? We're about to see this artificial romance unfold with all its quirks, hurdles, and surprises. Maybe they'll break boundaries and meet for real. Or maybe they'll redefine love in this artificial reality. We won't know until we see. 
All right, so let's talk obstacles. Kane's haptic vest sounds like an incredible invention, but he's bound to face challenges. Considering that this technology isn't mainstream yet, the lack of established legal guidelines may create hurdles. Absolutely, Ryan. Regulations would be necessary to protect users' rights. And while we're not legal experts, we can foresee that defining these laws could be complex. The technology is literally bridging physical and digital touch, opening up a whole new can of worms. The most important concern could be consent. How does one determine when the vest has been used outside the boundaries of user consent or not? The boundaries get blurred in the virtual world. Great point, Nari. On a similar note, there could be potential data privacy issues too. If the system logs every touch, would that be considered an invasion of privacy? It's significant to address such ethical concerns. Definitely. And on the flip side, if the system doesn't store enough data, proving misuse could be nearly impossible. It's a tightrope to walk. Besides, a vest like this could be expensive and time-consuming to produce, especially at the validation stage. With such a revolutionary technology, testing could be extremely rigorous. Exactly. And any malfunction could result in altered sensory experiences, maybe even lead to psychological effects. So ensuring the vest functions properly before it hits the market is crucial. Despite these challenges, I think it's an exciting frontier. It might be a moment for techies like Kane to become pioneers in their field, and it could also pave the way for stricter regulations in the future, don't you think? Since we've waded through the regulatory hurdles and implementation issues, it's time we consider the haptic vest from the user perspective. I can't help but wonder how gamers would react to such a progressive invention. That's a fair point, Nari. This technology changes the framework of gaming, but whether it's going to be embraced by the gamers is unpredictable. This sensation of touch, it could change the game in their minds. It would no longer be just visual and audio, but also sensory now. It might cause sensory overload for some. True, Ryan. It's an addition of a completely new layer of experience. But equally, it could lead to a more immersive environment for the gamers, probably like nothing they've felt before. Can you imagine feeling the dragon's breath in a fantasy game, or the pet in a virtual pet game? Yes, it definitely could go both ways, and positive and overwhelming. But think about the disabled or people who are physically unable to experience certain sensations. The haptic vest could offer them a chance to feel things they've missed out on or can't experience in real life. Right, Nari. And given how tech-savvy most gamers are, they might be more open to adopting and experimenting with such advanced technology. Of course, the cost factor will also influence its acceptance. What's affordable for techies might be deemed expensive by the majority of the gaming community. Undoubtedly. And that's where the challenge lies to make it accessible and affordable. No matter how thrilling or advanced the technology is, without affordability and accessibility, it won't gain broad popularity. Still, it's interesting to think about how this invention could impact gaming, right from the way games are designed to the way players experience them. The future of gaming can certainly pivot around this technology. Alright, let's delve into the fun and offbeat thought experiment. Can you imagine Sonya's face when she realizes her feelings for Kane aren't just part of the game? I bet she might confuse it for another unexpected sensory overload, thanks to the haptic vest. And then she'd go into denial mode. Like, 
No way, I'm falling for a guy in the game, it's probably just a side effect of the haptic vest. And then, inevitably, the realisation sinking in. That'd be something to witness. And poor Kane. Imagine his dilemma, navigating the double-edged sword of being more expressive in the gaming world, and then suddenly being self-conscious about his every move because he has feelings for Sonia. I can almost see him going around in circles, deciding whether he should express more through the haptic vest or not, overthinking every small touch and contemplating whether he might creep Sonia out. Absolutely. But then again, the question arises. How do you even express love through a haptic vest in a game setting? Well, I don't see Kane sending digital hugs or kisses. But maybe he could personalise a gesture that only Sonia could recognise, like a three-tap pulse on her shoulder or something. You never know, Chloe. Kane might surprise us, after all. Expressing love is more than just physical interaction. It's about understanding, shared experiences, and a connection that goes beyond the worldly realm. And that's the beauty of it. Even in the virtual space, love finds its way. Friends, we raise our glasses to Sonia and Kane, whose shared virtual reality might become their shared reality of love. To all our listeners, we'll join you next time as they navigate this uncharted journey filled with digital love. <laughs>